Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Ramblers, let's get rambling. Show 507 of my podcast, the home of Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network and my first show of 2017. Well, another year has gone by, another year in the books, and we're on to bigger and better things for 2017. Thanks for all for joining me. Hope everybody had a great holiday season, no matter how you celebrate it, and a terrific New Year's Eve. So we're going to continue to start things off with a brand new year and hopefully uh, less of a year of celebrity deaths because you know, we had enough of them last year. Start things off this year with reviews with the adaptation of a very popular James Patterson series. It is Maximum Ride on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Then we kind of keep with the birds theme, if you will, with a, another release from the great folks at Warner Brothers Animation and Warner Brothers Home Video. It is Storks. As we keep with the bird theme. And then we go from the adventure of birds to the Star Wars universe again. I know I'm doing a lot of Star Wars lately. And that is the Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures. Complete first season on a Blu-ray. Courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Then we go from the world of Star Wars to the world again of The Walking Dead. But this time it's Fear. The Walking Dead, the complete second season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. I'm going to take a little musical interlude right out with the first review of the show. episode is Maximum Ride, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this is a very interesting movie. Now, long-term ramblers, of course, know that I reviewed the book based on this James Patterson, the movie, the book based on this movie, uh, like ages ago uh, on, on one of my earlier podcasts. You probably have to go back through the archives, back through the old lips and stuff, and find, type in the search engine in the main page there, and I'll give you that address at the end of the show. And you can probably find my review of Maximum Ride, the book. Now, back then, when I read the book, I, you know, I've reviewed a lot of James Pat- Patterson on the show because I like him as an author. And and I when I when I reviewed the novel, I even though it was the novel was kind of aimed at that kind of teeny kind of twilighty kind of group, I still found enough in it as an older you know male adult that it was interesting. I liked the story. The concept was kind of cool. And, and and I actually enjoyed it. So I, I was very curious when I heard that they were going to adapt this into a movie because I thought, you know, if you, if you take what was in the book and, and don't teen it too much, then there's good potential there because I always pictured the erasers in the novel 
let's say differently than what they imagined on the screen. In this world, the the story is about uh, a group of um, six teenagers who have been, let's just say, genetically enhanced by some shadowy government officials, and 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 in this in the first novel, they kind of break their way out of 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 their captivity. Now. Um, in in the movie, they they kind of change things around. Now, keep in mind, Ramblers, it's the the original novel came out in two thousand and five, so it's been a while since I read the story. So yeah, you'd have to go back to maybe some of the early episodes. I mean, really early ones to find it. So I don't remember the plot exactly. I remember a part of being kids with wings and erasers, who are these half wolf kind of half people hybrids. They're kind of like a werewolf, but they're not, in a way. And so you have that, and, and the racers are made by the same people who modified the kids, and they're kind of used as an, 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 an enforcers and hunters. And I remember, well, I do remember the novel, is that they seemed really terrifying. You had these poor kids with wings, and these half-wolf, half-man things were hunting them. And, they, and in the novel, they sounded truly scary. Now, unfortunately, for for this movie, they've kind of taken this scary out of them a little bit, and 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 you know, it's just they're just kind of they're about as scary as as the Beast in the new Beauty and the Beast show. It's that kind of like we want to make the guy scary, but we don't want to make him too ugly because we don't want to say hey, he's ugly. So we're gonna kind of keep him scary and kind of pretty at the same time. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we're going for here. Um, so you have your main characters from the novel, Max, Fang, Angel, Airy, Gazzy, Nudge, and Iggy. So those are your characters. Now, one of the things about the casting of Max, I don't, I don't know if I pictured her the way she is. And once again with this actress, and I, I don't know if it's her or just Hollywood, the young actress who plays Max is Allie Marie Evans. And once again, in, in a movie, and, and you know, Ramblers, the last time we talked about this was the Cinderella movie way back. Once again, we have uh, an actress with dark eyebrows and blonde hair. And I don't know what it is. It bugged me in Cinderella, and it bugs me here. Maybe it's just some kind of fashion look, like like... Ooh, you don't know what color my hair is. Maybe I'm blonde. Maybe I'm not. You don't know. I'm full of mystery. Maybe that's the kind of look that they're looking for. Really? But but it's just one of my pet peeves. I, I'm just sick of this two-tone hair stuff. Like, pick one, stay with it. So we have that. The, the acting... I, I think I'm the wrong target demo for this movie. It, it's very Twilighty. Oh my goodness. Very Twilighty. Now, keep in mind, uh, I haven't really read any of the Twilight novels. I'm basing them on the movies I've watched. But they seem to, for this movie adaptation, and when I read the Patterson stuff, it, it didn't seem that teen angsty. But but with this one, yeah, they they really tap into that. The effects are are not the greatest. The wings are there, but... I've seen better ones in like X-Men movies. I kind of have. Um if 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 you're this yeah, as I said th- this movie is more I think targeted to tweens 
and Twilighty kids and not an older dude like myself. So maybe I'm not the the problem, but I didn't really get much out of this movie. The, at the end of it, they clearly set it up for a sequel. Man, do they ever. Now, keep in mind, uh, since the novel first came out back in 2005, there have been eight more Maximum Ride novels. Uh, Patterson has been going crazy for this. So really, potentially, this could be a big franchise. But I think it's kind of gotten off to a rough start. Um, don't worry for those who are thinking, ooh, half woofy, half, half, half men people. Maybe that's a little too scary for the kidlets. No. No. Um, don't worry. It's as PG as Twilight is. So don't worry about it there, parents. Uh, it's it's not, you know, we're not the howling here. It's very much PG werewolf-ish-ism. Um, it, this is a bare-bones release. There are no extras. There's no featurette. There's no commentary. This is it. Um, if you're a fan of the novel, you might want to check this out. Again, it, it clearly is aimed at a younger more Twilighty audience than I am. So maybe that's going to be a bigger bigger draw for it. All the actors I've never heard of before, they, they didn't really impress me that much. Uh, and it, maybe it's just I'm too far removed from a novel to really compare what it's like because, you know, I've been doing the show for over a decade and, and, and I think I reviewed this early on. So... But but the, the vague memories I have, I don't know. I think I just think it could have been a little bit better. I, I think more could have been done to really kind of maximize um, this movie and and make it more of um, one that appeals to all genre groups, uh, age groups, instead of slanting it more towards the Twilighty fans. Just my opinion. So that is my take of Maximum Ride on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment.
My Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Storks, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, I can be honest with you, folks. I knew nothing about this movie going in. Anyway, I just I saw the premise of it and I thought, sure, why not check it out? The movie revolves around storks. Who, you know, that old legend, you know, thing that storks delivering babies. Well, this takes this to a new level. So they established in this universe that storks have been doing this. You know, forget the whole biological thing, the way babies are made. We won't get into that because this is a PG show. But... But so so they they um they 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 go with the premise that all babies are delivered by these storks, right? And at one point they used to do that, and then you know things changed, and and then they got into just regular package delivery. So they got out of the baby business in a way, delivering babies, and and how babies were made after that. Well, we don't want to get into that. That's just the way it goes. So, so, the, so that's the universe we're in here, and the story revolves around one one story in particular called Junior. Junior to whom we don't know. Uh, voiced by Andy Samberg, he he's an up and coming stork. You know, he wants to work his way up the corporate ladder, if you will, and he's trying to impress his boss. Uh, voiced by Kelsey Grammer, which does a great job being Hunter, the the head stork, if you will, who's all business. Very, very well. I, I love his kind of um, his, his his voice. It really works in this. So he's trying to impress Hunter, and 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 in this universe, there's a young girl. Who, who Tulip, who became an orphan, uh, voiced by Katie Crown, who, who, who gets kind of stuck at the facilities. So she's there, and she's a human, and she's about, I'm going to say late teens, early 20s. They don't, they're very vague on the age. And, um, and she's a bit of a misfit. So, so Hunter's first kind of assignment is to fire her. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to him, there's a young boy down blue who wants to have uh, a younger sibling. And so he writes, a, he finds the Storks flyer, because at uh, one time they had flyers, and sends a message to the Storks requesting uh, a sibling. This sets off a chain of events where the baby's made, and now Junior and Tulip need to deliver this baby, but they're trying to hide it. You're kind of villain in this. Besides Hunter is this pigeon toady, a uh, small little pigeon that talks like this, brah, uh, voiced by Stephen Kramer Glickman. Very, very funny comedic movie. And this is one of these movies that's kind of funny and heartwarming. And you know um, my, my, my thing when it comes to kid movies. Luckily, there's no poopy humor. There's a little bit of... Slight rude humor, but it's kind of pixelized and it's really brief. <laughs> so, so I don't worry about it. But there's nothing else than that, and and it's it's really a, a nice kind of heartwarming kind of movie. The, the nice quote in this one is "Historics delivers for all ages" by Brian Truitt of USA Today, and yeah, it's one of those movies that you you have colorful kind of wacky characters that the kids like it, but there's enough of an adult storyline in it that you can go. Okay, I can get into this, and I can get invested into the characters, and and the the the, the relationship between Storm Junior the Stork and Tulip the Human is very interesting. I mean, there's there's a good subplot to it. The music in it is really fun. Uh, good soundtrack to this one, 
And um, yeah, it's a fun movie. Now, the, the the extras on this one are are not the greatest. You do get a really fun um, Ninjago short called The Master, where a Master Wu and a chicken have it out, which is kind of funny. You get uh, a music video for Jason Derulo's hit song "Kiss the Sky." You get deleted scenes, uh, but beyond that, there's not really a lot more extras. There's no really um, behind the scenes. Oh, there are outtakes, uh, much like the ones they used to put in um, Toy Story. But there's no behind-the-scenes, there's no making-of official video of this movie, which is a bit of a shame. I would like to have seen that. Oh, also, other characters in this one as well include Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, so Key and Peele, as the voice of the wolves in this, who really want the baby. Not to eat it, because it's so cute. And the many vehicles the wolves form is really funny. It's a nice little kind of running gag there as well. Ty Burrell is the voice of Henry Gardner. Uh, and, and Jennifer Aniston uh, lends her voice as, as Sarah Gardner. And, um, and, and Nate is Anton Stark when he's the boy who requests the baby. So we have some pretty, you know, pretty famous voices within this. And it really seems to work. This is a fun movie. It's definitely kids safe. Uh, it, it, it's nothing really too much inappropriate other than that little pixelated scene, but it's really short, so we don't have to worry about it. And 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 it, it's it's a funny film. I I encourage you to check it out. I, I you never know. And and this is Warner Brothers animation, so I got to give them credit. This is a a nice entry, and and right up there with anything that Pixar DreamWorks could do, except sometimes DreamWorks movies kind of go on the crude side and this kind of stays away from it. So a nice, fun family movie, which is about family and a good voice cast and definitely worth checking out if you want something safe and kind of fun for your kids to watch. So that is my take of Storks on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video. Sometimes it's dark Sometimes it's bleak Hopeless Painful Like a bird Fly off the rainbow Fly away Shine and glow When the sun No longer shines Dig inside and find your light Fly away like a bird Fly up high Explore the world In times of trouble Won't you fantasize About a world Full of surprise About a world Full of surprise Yourself and walk away 
show on Blu-ray Review for this episode is Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures Season 1, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Now, this is yet another Lego adventure set in the Star Wars universe. That's interesting about this one. This takes place kind of in between um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So that's the kind of time frame we're looking at. In this, in this, uh, in this uh, season of the show, we follow the adventures of the Freemaker family, which is and uh, which is uh, which is comprised of the younger uh, Rowan, the the older Cordy, who's male, and and the no Cordy, who's female, sorry, and Xander, who is a male. So they're uh, a family of siblings who kind of run uh, a makeshift garage, if you will, slash uh, scrapyard, salvage yard in the Star Wars universe on this big thing called the wheel. Their, their lives kind of get um, to- thrown into chaos when Rowan finally, so suddenly gets these um, Force kind of abilities and starts sensing the pieces of the Kyber Crystal. Now, in this universe, the Kyber Crystal is this all-powerful lightsaber that, that was used way back when. It was so powerful that it got broken up into multiple pieces and spread across the universe. And suddenly Rowan, his force abilities kind of come alive, and he can sense these crystals. So them, along with, with their old battle droid, like from the Clone Wars stuff, good old, uh, uh, who's called Roger, because they always went, Roger, Roger, their they're Petroid, they embark an adventure to recover these pieces of the Kyber crystal, uh, Kyber crystal before the Emperor does. And, and the Emperor and Vader are in this, 
the Emperor in this version of Lego, and we've seen him in previous Lego Star Wars stuff, he's he's kind of played for laughs. He's a bit of a comedic uh, Emperor, much more so than the cinematic universe. In in the animated one, he he's kind of a little bit in the wacky side. And 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 Vader is very well voiced in this one by Matt Sloan. He has a great James Earl Jones. It, it's really good. And Vader is, again, a little kind of goofy, too. You, they they kind of lighten the side of them. So in in this in this um, series, the, the whole first story season for Starry Arc is is Rowan and his and his siblings trying to get the pieces of the saber before the Emperor does. They're joined along in in this quest to do it by a woman called Nair, uh, voiced by Grey uh, Delisle. And, and she's a very interesting character. She's a bit of a duplicitous character, and, and they kind of reveal that early on, and, and, and there's some really good stuff with her later. There, there's, there's one... She's kind of... Um, character that if they make a minifigure of her she can have a really cool two faces i'm just saying so we have that so they're making their way through that the star wars universe trying to recover these crystals now this is a very interesting show it 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 takes a little bit to get into you going because you're going oh who are these people and why should i care about them um but as it goes on you really see rowan's force abilities kind of grow there's a lot of cameos in this one by many characters from multiple Star Wars universes, which is interesting. Because uh, we have shout-outs to the New Hope. There there are two original trilogy characters that make a cameo appearance in this season, which is kind of cool. Uh, we also get a, an appearance by a character that... That is that is it surprised me too, but but he's been in Lego Star Wars stuff before, and there's even a minifigure of him, and he makes an appearance. He's really cool. You you go like and any any kind of long term Lego Star Wars fans will go, hey, that's the guy from other stuff I've seen. So so that's neat. It really kind of ties in the, the multiple Star Wars universes that, that that has really grown, especially since Disney took it over. So, so we have that in that. So that that is cool. Uh, there's a lot of shout-outs to many aspects of Star Wars. There's a nice story arc with Rowan. We even have uh, Grabala uh, and Jabba in this as well. Boba Fett, Dengar makes quite an impression in this. This is probably the most Lego Dengar I've ever seen. <laughs> so Dengar is your badass uh, in this adventure. For bonus features, you don't get a lot. You get the Freemaker, Salvage, and Repair. This is when um, you kind of get uh, the cast talking about their roles in... in. Uh, so it, it's, 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 it's a little ad, actually. Yeah, the Freemaker, Salvage, and Repair. It's just like, like a little ad for the company. And then the Freemaker Adventure, Meet the Freemaker Family. This is a cool thing where the actors talk about their roles as the characters in the show. So you actually get to see what the actor, voice actors look like uh, of the characters in the show, which is kind of cool. I, I like to see that. They don't do that too often. And it, it's and they talk about that. There is no behind the scenes, unfortunately, for this. There are no audio commentaries. You just get that. Overall, a fun Star Wars adventure. It's it's a short season. I believe it's only like 13 episodes or so. But it moves at a good pace. There's some really, you know, fun stuff in it. Lots of nods to other aspects of the Star Wars universe, which I really like. One of the bonuses you do get with this set is you do get uh, six 
in, in exclusive bubble magnets uh, featuring the cast from the show that you can put on your fridge. I've never seen bubble magnets before, but they're really cool. And you get six of those included in this set. And no, that looks like a thing, bubble magnets. Overall, if you're a fan of Lego Star Wars, and you should be, um, it, it's an interesting little side note, a little little branch off in the history of Star Wars. Like I said, it comes in right in between, I would say, from what I've seen in the, in the episodes, right in between Empire and Return. And that adds another interesting chapter uh, to, to the lore, which is Star Wars. So that is my take of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures on Blu-ray, the complete first season, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment.
My TV show and DVD review for this episode is Fear, The Walking Dead, the complete second season, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. Now, as with most AMC shows, the first season of this Walking Dead spinoff was really short. It was only like six episodes. You kind of just barely got into the characters, and then the season was over. And the this first season kind of stole the story of this is the Walking Dead universe long before we met Rick and the gang in The Walking Dead. So this is the early days of the outbreak. The zombies are still kind of fresh and not as decayed and as they have been in The Walking Dead. So we're talking to years before. The first season kind of highlighted these blended families kind of meeting under this this umbrella and, and the early stages of the outbreak. And the first season ended where Los Angeles got just devastated and 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 this blended family got out just in time before the craft really hit the fan. So the first part of the second season and thankfully in season 2 we get a lot more episodes than than 6. It gets bumped up in this one to 16, so we get a lot more. So the second season kind of kicks off where the first season kind of ended where the this mixed blend of family takes shelter on Victor Strand's boat, done by Coleman Domingo, and they head off in the Abigail for safe waters. Now, the one thing, you know, if you're a long-time zombie kind of watcher in TV shows and movies, you realize that zombies can't swim, but they can't drown either. And for the first time in kind of the Walking Dead universe, although they did a bit of it in previous seasons, we see kind of water zombies, where the zombies, and we've seen this in other zombie movies, of course, throughout the years of zombie stuff, where where water doesn't really stop them for long. It's not really a safe haven, you think, because they can always walk underwater. Since they're technically dead, they don't really need to breathe. So that's introduced in this. And as the season goes along, there are, there are many characters that do not make it into this next season and and that's you know uh, walking the, the, the first walking dead show and and that's that's modern television for you you can never assume that people are safe and and the walking dead has proven that on more than one occasion and the same thing with with fear and any other cable show these days there are many characters in this second season that don't make it to the end of this of the second they start off in the first so there's a lot of good kind of plot twists in here. We see the um, a nice story arc with the character of Chris. He he really kind of grows with the show, and we we kind of play by Lorenzo James uh, 
Henry, he he had his relationship with his dad, Travis, played by Cliff Curtis. That really goes through some changes in the second season. Um, and 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 we find that that, that the, the general rule in the land of zombies is never trust anybody <laughs> and never give out your position because that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. This is a very dark show. It gets really dark in season two. And by the end of it, let's just say that Travis is not in a very happy place by the end of the second season. Um, when it comes to the show, it feels like Walking Dead, but it's different. There is a lot of Spanish in this show. Yeah, they give you subtitles, but, you know, wow, there's... You can tell it's it's a different flavor. Like the the whereas Rick and his gang, the only ones that are related to each other are Carl and Rick anymore. Everybody else, families don't survive well in The Walking Dead. So they, they've all become a family just by working together. And this one, you actually have actual family members, and you get some of the kids kind of splitting off, like Nick played by Frank Delane. He has his own kind of story arc this season and he kind of goes off on his own and does his own thing. So a lot of times the the family maybe starts off together, but but there's a lot of separating of ways and and, and we'll see. I, I'm curious to see if some of these people meet each other again in season three because at the end of the second season, there's a lot of families that are broken up here, and we'll see if they get back together. A lot of new characters get introduced this season as well. Nick kind of gets a love interest, and and the the second season, just like the first, ends in a huge cliffhanger, uh, which just makes me want to see season three even more. So I'm really curious to see where they go with this. Uh, there's also a, a relationship that kind of develops between Strand and and uh, Madison Clark, played by Kim Dickens. And she really comes into her own. Her character is she, she really toughens up in this second season. Overall, um, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you like this show. Does it help to watch the first season before you watch the second? I'm going to say in this case, absolutely. I mean, you can go into the second season going, well, you know, it's blended families and, and they've all had to work together. But there's a lot of things that happen in that six, which kind of carry over and tie over in the second so i encourage you to do that the effects as usual by kmb are terrific same kind of quality um when it comes to the regular walking dead it it, it, it's it's similar yet it's that different that that family relationships really kind of set this show apart now as with all amc shows and they never cease to not impress me the extras on this set are really good you have five disc set you get audio commentaries on many of these episodes many of the key episodes by cast and crew i love that amc and um and and anchor bay do that so lots of those to listen to you get deleted scenes you get the the flight 462 episodes which if you miss them on the web they're kind of short little episodes that still tie in to the show which is kind of neat and shows what happens when uh when you don't when when being in the wrong airplane is really not 
Good luck for you. There's a Q&A of the creative team at the Palsy Fest in L.A. from 2016. Nice hour-long thing with the whole of the cast and the producers of the show sit down and get interviewed and talk about the show. You get Inside the Walking Dead and the making of the Fear of the Walking Dead. These are each the featurettes. Inside, the, inside Fear of the Walking Dead is more of the characters talk about each episode because there's one per episode. And, and and so it's more like, oh, this is where the characters are here. It's that kind of thing, more of an inside kind of look. And then the making of is little featurettes for the making of each of the episodes where they show you a lot of behind the scenes and how they did some of the effects and how the stunts and that kind of stuff. So that carries over. So for extras-wise, lots of stuff. It, it always impresses me when it comes to Anchor Bay and what they'll put into a show. Uh, the quotes in this one, I love them, are Fresh, Exciting, and Suspenseful by Vanity Fair. I'm going to give you that one. And the show has found its sea legs by WSJ.com. And yeah, it, there there is a good chunk of the episodes, the early ones, in Season 2, where it is it is it is a seafaring adventure. Darr! And so that's kind of neat. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it, it's, it, it really is the... Um, an, an interesting chapter set in the Walking Dead universe. I, by the way, I love the cover for this, where it it shows the sunset and the way the clouds are shaped. It looks like it's a skull. Very very cool. I like that color design. Overall, a, a good second season. I liked how they built more on the characters. I liked that there were more episodes in the second. I feel. You know, I got a lot, a lot out of it. It wasn't just, it just gets started and it's over, which I always feel with the six episode arcs, but that's how AMC does things. Overall, a good chapter. It, it, and they do answer the extras if, you, if, if there will be a Fear and Walking Dead tra- uh, crossover. I'm going to say don't hold your breath on that. They don't sound like they're in any hurry to do that soon because of the difference in time of where the, each of the characters are in the show. Like, Walking Dead characters, timelines-wise, are much more ahead than the Fear ones are. So, unless they do some kind of big time jumpy, timey-wimey jump, don't look to that to happen anytime soon. So that is my take of AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, the complete second season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. Except for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can get in touch with me the number of ways across the world wide web. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me and I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites and likes that I get on Twitter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As, of course, you can always check out um, my Facebook page. Just type in Ramble Russell in the Facebook search and you'll find me there. Always check my Twitter and my Facebook for any cover art that are, or pictures or any kind of the, the, the pictures or cover art that I do when it comes to the show and things that I review and talk about. You can always find any kind of stuff I put up there. Of, of course, always you can check out all my new episodes right here in the Talk Shoe Network. I'm show 18411. That's my caller ID. I encourage you to check out my main page. Leave a comment in the comment section. I always like to hear from my listeners. Of course, all the older episodes you can always still check out on Libsyn. Just go to HTTP, HTTP full colon backslash backslash ramblingrust.libsyn as November.com. That is my original home internet where I have over... 
eight plus years of podcasting goodness going from May 2006 right up until August 2013. And that's when I switched here to talk to you. Now, coming up on the show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I am making my way through a bunch of things. Uh, I, w- I am making my way through the complete first season of Sleepy Hollow on DVD from good folks at Fox Home Entertainment. Season 3 is coming out on DVD this week, so I'm making my way up through Season 1 and 2, and eventually 3 will be reviewed on this show as well, among all the other TV shows that I'm trying to get through. Uh, uh, also, things on the docket is the movie Don't Breathe, um, but courtesy of Sony Home Entertainment. Also, When the Bow Breaks, uh, uh, Disney's The BFG, The Big Friendly Giant. And Sully, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Another movie when it comes to flight. That, that and many other titles all on their way to you on this very show. Now, I did mention at the year-ender that I do have something else planned for 2017. I am going to be reaching out to three of my favorite YouTubers slash vloggers, and I I do want to do a series of extra specials where I talk with YouTubers and, and get their take on why they do it, what they enjoy doing about it, all those various aspects. That's something I want to explore in this new year. So I'm going to be doing that, and, and hopefully those will be out within the next months. We'll see schedule-wise how that goes. And in the spirit of that, if you know YouTubers that you think I should include in this series, if there are YouTubers that you really like or vloggers you really like and you think and you want to hear them on the show and hear me talk to them and interview them, let me know. Just send me a tweet on my, on my uh, Twitter account or follow me and then DM me and let me know who... You know, send me a link to who they are, look them up, and let me know what YouTubers you, I should check out and talk to, and I will do that. I will check them out, and maybe they'll make it on this very show. That's I mean, it's a little audience interaction right here. Well, it's the start of another new year, and lots of things to come for this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Oh, for now, I will keep... Uh, on on the, for regular episodes every two weeks or maybe an extra thrown in in between depending on scheduling. But for now, I want to keep the two-week schedule for the time being. So we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks for the next show and any extras in the middle. You'll just have to keep watching uh, the watching my Twitter feed and checking out the lips and uh, the talk show site for any new episodes. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.